0: Hello everyone and welcome to our Threshold podcast. We are so happy that you have taken time to join us today and we pray that you will be absolutely encouraged by the plethora of messages and encouraging words that we share here in our church. Threshold is a family of believers based in East Riding of Yorkshire in the wonderful city of Hull and our head pastors are our pastor Deborah and Philip Bander. Be blessed. doors for us, and when we were received, because we are very uh, simple people who serve an amazing God, Amen. and so we're just thrilled to be with you, and I'm going to be, um, I'm going to share some things in my heart this afternoon that God shifted yet again, and so this morning in the hotel, before we went and spoke in Gainsborough this morning, um, I just was praying and believing what the Lord wanted me to share this afternoon, and, and so I'm going to share. Uh, Friday and Saturday, I kind of spoke into the conference this morning I feel like, or there I see I already said it. Yes, this morning. afternoon I feel like the Lord wants me to speak into the house, Amen. if I could do that. So would you just take a moment? Let's pray together, and then you can be seated. Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, your goodness and your kindness. And I thank you, Lord, for an opportunity we have to look into your word. Your word is truth. There is power in your word, it divides soul and spirit. And so, Lord, I just pray you would speak to our hearts and you would change our lives, God, and you would give us fresh understanding, revelation, and direction through your word today. We ask this, Father, in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. You can be seated this afternoon. That is strange to say. I guess I could say this morning, because in the States, it is morning. It is almost 10.30 a.m. in the States, so I I can still say morning. I can be, but the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, so I don't know. I'm going to be in the book of Joshua, chapter number one, Joshua, chapter number one. If I were to give a title today, I would call it, It's Time to Move, It's Time to Walk, It's time to step. Joshua chapter number one. Verse number one. The Bible says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, not the son of Anun, but the son of Nun, Sorry, Moses' assistant saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will be, you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow. How many of you know just reading that is a sermon in itself? You can just read that and say, amen, go home and everybody gets it. But I feel like that there's some things this afternoon that the Lord wants me just to kind of unpack a little bit and to kind of share from this story that I feel the Lord wants specifically released in this house. Some things that God said specifically to Joshua in this story that I sense in my heart, if I'm hearing correctly in my spirit, that I sense in my heart that God is also saying to this house, to this group, to this people. this area, to this region, there were some powerful and specific things that were spoken to Joshua prior to stepping into their inheritance. And the command that God was giving Joshua was this, you're going to move forward, get ready to move. It's time to move forward, but you can't just haphazardly do this. You have to prepare your heart, prepare yourself, yourself, and get ready to get moving. If you're going to walk in your destiny, you've got to be willing to take the steps. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us to step by faith on occasion. It says walk by faith. And a walk is made up of more than one single step. And so God was instructing them. And within these commands and promises are very important, very strategic and specific things that God was instructing Joshua to do. And I, and I see there are five things I'm going to do my best to cover all of this. But if I feel like we need to stop at one point, I'll just leave my notes behind. But I want to, I want to walk through this. This is important. Number one, do not look back. Do not look back. God said to Joshua, Moses is dead. You're like, well, that seems pretty obvious, but it's very important. You know, I looked up what that meant. I thought, is there some hidden meaning in the Hebrew? You know what it means? It means Moses is dead. Sometimes what God says is what God means. Now, there are times you study out and you're like, wow, the English doesn't properly translate this, but in this instance, when he says Moses is dead, he just literally meant to Joshua, listen, Moses is dead. But before he gave Joshua any direction on what to do next, he had to close the door on where Joshua had been. That's very important. We oftentimes think, I can't wait to move forward. I can't wait to move move forward. But if we leave this door open, it gives us an excuse to step back into where we've been if forward doesn't work. But he said, Moses, my servant is dead. In other words, you've got to understand, Joshua, the way things have always been is not the way things are going to be. I'm still the same, but the circumstances and the situations around you are changing. You're being elevated to a new position. The one who has been over you is not over you anymore. Now it's just you and me. And I need you to trust me. I need you to quit looking to Moses. I used him to prepare you, but now the time has come for you to activate what I have prepared you to do. Amen. Moses, my servant, is dead. Don't look back. The only way to look in the kingdom of God is forward. Come on I don't want to be like Lot's wife. I don't want to look back and get salty. Joshua greatly appreciated Moses and we can greatly appreciate where we have come from where we have been all the things that God has done but at no point can we afford to set up camp and say this is far enough he appreciated Moses but God was saying listen In order for you to fulfill what I've called you to do, Moses has to be removed. But don't allow the death of Moses to become so disheartening to you that you yourself lose heart. He had to tell Joshua on three three different times, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. In other words, don't let what you've lost steal your courage. God was saying, I may have taken away something you've relied upon, but I've not taken away the one you rely upon. Be strong and courageous and stay focused on what's at hand. Don't look back. You can appreciate it, but don't live in it. Be strong. Moses gives the image. Hear me on this. We see between Moses and Joshua a distinction when i when i consider their lives i see a distinction moses speaks of deliverance his whole life and ministry was built around deliverance and bringing the people out of slavery bringing the people out of bondage bringing the people out of egypt you think of moses you automatically think the deliverer yeah, yeah. you think of joshua you think of inheritance wow. he brought them into their inheritance You see, one of the things that destroys a church quicker than anything or a group of people quicker than anything is they never make it out of deliverance into inheritance. Some of you missed that. Let me say that again. It can be so devastating and so destructive for people if we never make it out of deliverance and into inheritance. You see, we sometimes camp at the whole idea well, the Lord has saved me and set me free, and that's good enough. And I appreciate the deliverance that God has brought in my life, but He didn't save me just for the sake of so that I don't have, so that I'm not caught in bondage anymore. He yeah. saved me to bring me into something that's mine, to give me an inheritance, and to give me what He's made available for me. Amen. So there has to be a transition from a deliverer to an inheritance. What God did through Moses to bring deliverance, He had to do through Joshua to bring them into a place of inheritance. But if we're always looking back to just the deliverance, we may miss the inheritance. Are you with me? If Moses does not die, then the people never move beyond deliverance. And this stops many people. God did not want people to stay in their deliverance to the point that they missed their inheritance. You see, in their deliverance, they were wandering in the desert and began to think we should go back to our bondage. But once they arrived in their inheritance and their land, they never desired to go back to Egypt. Egypt. In their season of deliverance, it was easy to look back to the bondage. In their season of inheritance, they never once reconsidered. Because they had been given what was theirs. And if we're going, listen, if you're going to step into what it is that God has for you, to take possession of His land, of His promise, of His inheritance, it's going to require the commitment To stay focused on where you are and where you're going, but not to be distracted by where you've been. One of the things that is often said in the States is the dying words, or the last words of a dying church is, we've never done it that way before. That's probably never said in, in the U.K., But we've never done it that way before, meaning we only know the way of Moses. We only know the way it's always been. We cannot change anything. If Moses dies, then we die with him. No, that's not what God said. God told Joshua, he didn't say your dream is dead. He didn't say your opportunity is dead. He simply said Moses is dead. And it was so important for him to establish that for Joshua. Don't look back. Mm-hmm. Where he has brought you, where things, where things have come to at this point, have been powerful. They have been good. But this is not the end of the journey. Yeah. We've got to stop racing toward false finish lines. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, well. And we've got to continue moving forward into where it is that God wants us to be. Oh Yes. <laughs> Number one, do not look back. Number two, just as important, do not stand still. Do not stand still. To reiterate and recap a couple things, through the leadership of Moses, God brought great deliverance to the Israelites. Through the leadership of Joshua, God brought the Israelites into their inheritance. The danger point was in the transition. It could have been so easy for the Israelites to get stuck in the memory of their deliverance and never step into their inheritance. God had brought them out of bondage to bring them into freedom. Many times, however, people can get so wrapped up in the deliverance and the reliving of the deliverance and, and fail to truly embrace the inheritance that God desires to give. God told Joshua, Moses is dead. Then he told Joshua that he was going to give them every place the sole of their feet stepped. Catch that. Their inheritance would have been forfeited if they stood still at the death of Moses. Oh, wow. With fond memories of their deliverance, they had to move forward. If God said to them, every place you step is yours, but they never take a step, are you hearing me? Then what do they have? Nothing. Only the ground they've covered. Yeah. And the ground they've covered, God says, that's over, that's past, that's not yours. Yeah. I'm bringing you through that, not to that. Ooh, come on. We go to what God wants to bring us through many times. I don't mean to rhyme, it just happens. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that was on purpose. I'm not a lyricist like some among us. But it feels as though this is where things are for many within the body of Christ today. We are grateful for the great deliverance that God has brought into our lives. But many stop at that place. I'm going to say it like this. I'm thankful to God for deliverance. I'm thankful to God for salvation in my life, but I'm hungry for more in him Amen. to move beyond that place. But God is raising up a season like what Joshua to bring his people into inheritance. But if we are not careful, we will be left with wonderful memories coupled with present wondering or stagnation. Can I say it like this? I don't want my memories to be bigger than my dreams. I don't want to get stuck in where I've been to the point that I never move into what is available to me. And I, again, I'll reiterate, I'm not saying I'm not thankful. I'm thankful to God for where he's brought me. But I know this is not that. This is part of the journey. Do not look back. Do not stand still. Number three, move forward. Seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? That's a lot. This is one of the easiest outlines I ever put together in my life. Don't look back. Don't stand still. And move forward. Yay! That's brilliant. I mean, that's deep theology. Oh man, I'm telling you, that's that's high level theological. No, that's just basic biblical truth that we sometimes forget. Yeah. Keep moving. Head up. Feet moving. Here's what he said to Mo. Here's what he said to Joshua. First off, he said to him, Arise. In other words, Bubba, get up. Get up, man. What you doing? Do not stay in your current state of inactivity, but stand up and prepare for action. I I got wrecked. Reading, I get wrecked reading the Bible. Anybody else should just get wrecked reading the Bible? Especially when you think you know what it says, but then God shows you you don't. And you got it all figured out. It's like, oh, I'm reading something like God, I've read this so many times. He's like, just humor me, read it again. <laughs> I was reading one time in Exodus, and they're ready to cross the Red Sea. You remember that? Yeah. And Moses is, you know, all the people are like, oh my gosh, the Red Sea, the, Israel, the Egyptians, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Moses, being all... Um, ordained with the assemblies of God and everything. (laughs) God help him if he was. Moses, he he makes this statement that seems real, biblical, and powerful. He says, stand still and see the salvation of God. You know, a hair flowing in the wind. Stand still and, and, and God speaks to him. He goes, What are you doing? I was reading it one day. I'm going to paraphrase it, but I challenge you to read Exodus it 14. And it messed me up. He says, Tell the people to move forward. Don't let them stand still. I didn't bring them here to kill them. You know, because, and here's what I saw the Bible says that the cloud it had to move to go behind them to keep the Egyptians from seeing them. So if the cloud moved from where it was to be behind them, where was the cloud? It was already out over the Red Sea. And they were to follow the cloud wherever it went. They should have already been moving. If the cloud's out over the Red Sea already, then they should be walking through already. There was no reason to stand still. God says, what are you doing? I figure the cloud's about halfway across. And he's like, wait a minute. Where are the people? <laughs> Stand still. No, man. <laughs> Moses, dude, what are you doing? Did my cloud stop? <clears throat> then why are you? Whoa. If God's moving, then we move with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the cloud moves from there to behind them, And then he says all right, now stretch out your rod. And he stretches out and the water's open. And they went through. But there was no point in that. And so he says to Joshua, arise, get up. And I have a feeling, I, I can't point it to you in scripture. We didn't read it. We read all nine verses, unless Joshua forgot to put this in there. I have a feeling in that conversation, God reminded Joshua that moment. Remember the Red Sea, Bubba? Yeah. Keep going. You know, sometimes we, we make it religious. Like, let's wait on the Lord. Listen, <laughs> I understand that. There is a time and a season for that. But one of my favorite verses that I took out of context for years was, Be still and know that I am God. You know what that literally means when it says be still? It doesn't mean stand and do nothing. It says be still in your spirit as you're moving forward. Wow. Wow. Be still in your heart and in your spirit. Not frantic. <laughs> Some of you looking at me funny. That's okay. I'm just, no. Trust me, I see those looks everywhere we go. But that's okay. But be still in your spirit as you're pursuing and going after him. He says, arise, get up. And then he says, go over. In other words, it's time to cross the Jordan. It's time to move from what you have known and to what I have always had for you. You see, they wandered in that same wilderness for forty years. They probably had been around that Jordan a few times, yeah. near that spot. They were familiar with where they were. Yeah. Moses is dead. Oh, I guess we're going to wander a little bit longer. Just the only difference is now I'm in charge. God says, No, 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 no. Now it's time to go. Yeah. You've been wandering and going in circles and whatever too long. Mm. It's time to go over. It's time to step out of what you've always known and step into what you've always believed that I had for you. Yeah. A step from the known into a faith that believes. Yeah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. They didn't have to hope for the wilderness. They had seen the wilderness. It didn't take faith to keep walking around in the wilderness. No, They've been doing that 40 years. But God says, now it's time to step and go over into a land I've been showing you in your spirit. Now it's time for your feet to walk on where your heart has only been. Now it's time to move forward. Now it's time to hold in your hand what you, up to this point you've only held in your heart. Now it's time to move forward. Now it's time. Arise. Go over. And he says, in every place you step is yours. Do not just walk across and stand there, but you walk around. You want the land? You walk it out. If you don't want that area, fine, don't go there. But you see what you want? You walk into it. Everywhere you go is yours. Quit acting like you've got to ask permission. You walk into what I already said is yours. The only biblical example we see of somebody asking for their inheritance was the prodigal son who was wanting to waste it on himself. Any other inheritance that was given had already been planned from the father and was a blessing to the one that was given to. And so he says, start walking and everywhere in your footsteps, I'll give you. And God promised that as they would arise and move forward, He would give them their inheritance. They would receive a great and mighty land. And He said to them, No one will be able to stand against you. No one will be able to maintain His position before you. God's promise was for provision and protection. Not only am I giving you the land, but I'm going to take care of the inhabitants while I'm at it. Jericho, the first fruits, when they heard that the Israelites had crossed that Jordan, the Bible says they shut up the walls. No one went out. Nobody came in. They were, they were, best way I know to describe it, they were scared out of their minds. Oh, Lord, here they come. Oh, Lord, they finally get it. We're in trouble now. The inhabitants of the land, the last thing the inhabitants of the land want is for the rightful owners to realize they're the rightful owners. I've got to finish this up. Are you with me? Is this all right? I shifted everything this morning. I'm like, God, I can't preach this here. I don't know these people well enough. He's like, you've been with them three days. Shut up and preach it. It's okay. You can do that. (laughs) I can do that. Can do my, if you haven't met me yet, my name's Rodney. <laughs> Preliminaries, I forgot that part. Fourth thing he says be strong and courageous. Be strong, it literally means be confident. Be firm and be fast in your stance. Be courageous, it means to be strong, bold, and alert. Be steadfastly minded. So the picture is not just physical strength, but mental strength. To be ready, to be confident, to be strong and be bold. Even though Joshua had been seen as a strong and courageous man, God instructs him, listen, be strong and courageous because you're about to step into something you've not walked in before. It's easy to be strong and courageous in that which is familiar. But it takes an act of God and a supernatural touch and direction from him to be strong and courageous to step into what you've not known. Yeah. Now, I want to tell a personal story right here, not to com- compare myself with these men of the Bible. Please understand my heart when I say that. But in November of, or October of 2015, our family was in Argentina. We were ministering in Argentina during that time. We were pastoring a church in Illinois, in the western part of the state of Illinois. And while we were there... I was getting messages and calls about how things were really messed up at the church. People were acting goofy. Pastor left town and people started acting goofy. Can't imagine. But it happened. And people are messaging me and and my nature is, and you can ask my wife this, my nature is when things are kind of messed up, I step in and fix it. I just don't like it when things are just, come on, let's just function like normal people. And my nature is to step in and fix it. And I'm being told that all of this stuff is happening. And I'm in Argentina. And normally, my response would have been, honey, this trip is being cut short. I mean, we still had like 10 days left on our trip and all this stuff. I mean, it was bad, like weird stuff. People getting in fights and, and pe- deacons wanting to quit. And maybe that's a blessing. I don't know. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird there's weird stuff happening and and, and normally my thought would have been let's contact the airline let's see what we got to do to get this trip cut short and let's get back home and set people straight (laughs) so I knew how to be strong and courageous in that way because I'd been doing it a while and I didn't want to do any of that in fact I thought hey can we stay in Argentina longer (laughs) and I was really it was messing me up And I said, God, why am I feeling this way? Why am I not feeling the way I normally would? Why do I not want to run back to Illinois and fix this? Why am I okay to stay here when I'm supposed to be there? And the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, son, I'm changing your heart. I said, what does that mean? He said, I'm going to begin to use you differently. I'm changing your heart. And I want you to hit the road full time. I said, God, nobody does that. Not anymore. The day of the evangelist and the traveling minister, that's the past. God, I pastoring is all I know. It's all I know, God. And I'm not even good at it, but at least I kind of know what I'm supposed to do. And he goes, no, I need you to be strong and courageous, and I need you to step away from what you've always known and step into something new. And I'm like... I tell you what, God, I'll send the resume to a different church. <laughs> Maybe I didn't hear you. And at the other church, they, they were like, oh, we would love to have you. And I'm like, see, God? <laughs> see? And God said, here's what he said to me, honestly. It wasn't audible, but you know when God speaks and it's it clear. I, I, sometimes he says things to me that I wish he said to other people. But God said to me, son... You can go and pass that out of their church if you want. Or you can go on the road like I want. I'll tell you, son. I'll tell you this. I'll bless you either way. But you know what I want. I'm like, honey, this is what God's saying. She goes, I know. And we get back in November. And I talked to the board and I told them we were leaving. And we stepped away from pastoral ministry in January of 2016. And I had some friends, they, they asked me this question. They're like, okay, Rodney, you're about to step in. And this was like in December or whatever. They're like, next month, you're going to begin to travel full time. You know, that, that's, that's going to be what you do. How many things do you have booked? <laughs> I said, I've got Three. They're like, okay, that's great for January, but for the rest of the year. I'm like, no, that's the year. (laughs) And they looked at me in horror. They said, what else are you going to do? I said, God had not told us anything else yet. He just said to step out and to go, to be strong and courageous. And can I tell you, in 2016, our first year on the road, we had some people, some friends of ours, they were saying, how are you filling your calendar so quickly? I said, I don't know. And we preached like 50 times the first year. And then last year, and I don't even know what year this is now. (laughs) 17 was busier and 18 was busier and night. And I'm like, God, what are you? And it wasn't because I'm some super amazing preacher and communicator. It's not because I'm God's favorite. It's because we said yes. And we step down in faith. Mm-hmm. And obedience is hard. Mm-hmm. But can I tell you, obedience is the highest form of worship you can offer to God. Mm-hmm. When he said Obedient to obey is better than sacrifice, you think about sacrifice. That was every aspect of worship tied together within the way they would sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so when he said to obey is better than sacrifice, what he was saying is obedience is the highest form of worship you can give to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God. And so he tells the Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be obedient. You know how to be strong and courageous in the life you've lived up till now. But I'm calling you to something different. You're about to step into something bigger than yourself. A new day calls for a new courage. Literally, it can be translated and understood that God was saying, Joshua, be strong and vigorous. Be a man of action. In other words, be ready to act on demand. Wow. Instant obedience. God speaks, you act. Yeah. God speaks, you act. You learn his voice, he speaks, and you go. Mm, mm, mm. He didn't. And you know one of the things I love that Joshua learned? Remember Moses sent 12 spies? Mm-hmm. Ten of them came back all whiny. Mm-hmm. Joshua and Caleb came back and we can do this. Remember when it came time and they're like, hey, Joshua, can we send spies into the land, to to Jericho, to check it out? How many did he send? He sent two. He learned. (laughs) You don't send a committee when God speaks. (laughs) Woo, that'll get me in trouble in some states. The last thing he says, and I'm going to finish this up with this. Okay, he says, don't look back, don't stand still, move forward. Be strong and courageous. And number five, and this ties it all together. Be careful in regard to my word. Essentially what he says is, Joshua, observe my word. Keep it, watch it, preserve it. Secondly, obey my word. Do what it says. Do not let it depart. Do not go another way. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Do not seek other counsel and guidance. Obey my word. Third, speak my word. Meditate on it and declare it. Recite it to yourself and use it in your conversations. Let the word of God dwell richly in your heart and flow freely from your lips. And fourth, know it. Let the word be a part of your life. In other words, not just information, but transformation. Let the word not just inform you, but change you. Joshua, listen. What you've always known, it's over. And you're about to step into something new and fresh. But I promise you, I'm with you. I promise you. You be strong and courageous. Nobody will stand against you. Nobody will be able to oppose you. Nobody will be stronger than you. Because nobody else besides you will have my strength. Those who try to stand against you will do so in their own strength. But I promise you, my strength is greater than theirs. Be strong and courageous and move forward because everywhere you step, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And everywhere you step, I'm giving you that land. And stay true to my word. Always remember what I've said. Never let it leave you, but always let it guide you. It's a new day, Joshua. But this is the promise you've been awaiting this is where i've been taking you i wasn't taking you to the wilderness that was just a passing part of the journey but listen to me joshua i promise you this the destination is going to pay the price for every step of the journey it has taken to get there be strong be courageous stay firm and know joshua that i put you in this position Because I believe you're able. Because I know you'll let me make you able. Don't back up. Don't look back. Don't back down. Don't stand still. But move forward. And take what I have said is yours. Can you bow your heads with me in this place? Lord Jesus. I have